Hello everyone, my name is Taylor and this is T-Fletch Travels, a podcast about all things traveling solo. Whether you're trying to plan your first trip or you're planning your 50th trip, there's something here for everyone. So grab that one-way ticket, fasten your seatbelt, don't forget a glass of wine, and get ready for the ride we're about to go on. Welcome to episode one. I'm super happy to have you here and I hope you stick around because today's podcast is going to be very fun. A lot of things are packed into this podcast, so let's get started. I'm so excited to finally start this podcast because traveling solo is my absolute passion. I love inspiring others to do so. I love giving advice. I love learning new tricks and sharing them with all of my friends. So finally, I can put all everything into one podcast. I have a lot of stuff planned for this podcast. I will be bringing on people. I will be telling story times. I will be giving tips, tricks, advice, pretty much all things solo travel related. So a little bit about myself. I've been traveling pretty much my entire life. My mom loved to travel. My dad was very adventurous. So we kind of started pretty young. My first solo out of the country trip was Iceland two years ago. It's already been two years. It has flown by and so much has happened. I have changed, I've grown, and it's just, it's amazing how much that trip affected my entire life and honestly changed the entire course of my life. Every time I tell people that I travel alone, they ask me the same two questions, how and why. Why do I do it? I do it because I love the freedom. I love the confidence that I gain. I love being able to do whatever I want and make my own decisions. The next question that I get after that is how do you do it? And I'm here to say it is not easy, but do not let that discourage you. How do you do it? You just have to do it. It really comes down to saying, I want this really bad and I'm going to make it happen. You book the flight and then do not turn back. You have your oh shit moment when you're sitting on the flight and it's taking off going to the new country. So if you're booking your flight and you're like, oh shit, like this won't work, this won't, I don't know, you're kind of debating it, you're probably not going to go. But if you have your oh shit moment when it's too late, then oh shit, (laughs) I'm going, so we'll figure it out as we go. So my first piece of advice here on how to do it is just honestly do it. Do whatever you need to do, make it happen, get on that flight, and I promise it'll be the best decision you've ever made in your life. It will definitely be scary. It'll be intimidating. You're gonna, what you feel is completely natural. It's, I feel like we are taught in society in today's generation that we need someone. We're so codependent. We're not comfortable with ourselves. And as you start traveling alone, you just, you gain this confidence. You gain this independent. You don't need anyone. You can make yourself happy. And it is the most exhilarating feeling. And it becomes almost addicting at some point. And that's why people like me who started traveling alone don't stop. And that's what I really want to get out of this podcast. I want to teach people that they can do it too. I want to give them the confidence that I didn't have, but I taught myself. It breaks my heart when people are like, I can't do it. No, I can't. Not me. And I'm like, there's no difference between me and you. You can do it. I can do it. Anyone can do it. You just have to do it. So let me tell you guys about my first solo trip and also my first oh shit moment. It was December of 2018. I was working for a company at the time I'm not going to name, and I asked for two weeks off. I worked really hard throughout the year. I was full-time in school. I just wanted a break. I wanted some me time. And I don't know why I picked Iceland, honestly. I just, I think I just kept seeing pictures of it, and I was like, this is the place I want to go. I had my mindset on it. I asked for two weeks off, and it was denied. I was so sad. I just never got a break from school, from work. I was just always so busy. Then... About a few days later, I got a text in a group chat saying, we met our quota, everyone has off for two weeks. 
And first I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you could have told me this and I could have had my trip to plans. And now I'm, I'm sitting at home for the next two weeks because I didn't buy a flight to go to Iceland. So I went on Skyscanner and I found a f- pretty cheap flight. It was $600, $700 to Iceland for the next day. And I remember I was at my parents and I asked them and I was, I was like, do you guys think that I would be crazy if I went to Iceland tomorrow? And they were like, what? And I was like, would you put me in a insane asylum if I went to Iceland tomorrow? And they were like, no. I mean, have you done your research? And I was like, yes, I, I know where I want to go. It's one of the safest countries to travel to alone. A lot of people do it. I kind of gave them the sales pitch and they were basically like, you know, you're going to do whatever you want. So it's better that we, we share the same trust. So then in there, I booked a flight and I had to drive home and start packing. I remember I was driving home and I was looking at hotels on Expedia. I didn't have a place booked. I honestly didn't even know the name of the city that I was staying in. Now I know that it's Reykjavik. And it wasn't until I was basically off the plane walking to pick up my luggage that I figured out that it was pronounced Reykjavik, which sounds crazy, but I think that's the fun in it, you know? At this point, the adrenaline definitely kicked in. I didn't know what was going on. I just packed. I know I did not sleep that night. I was looking up things to do because I was like, wait, what can you do right now? I didn't even know that there was only four to five hours of sunlight during the day. I didn't care. I wanted to go. And I knew one of the main things I wanted to do was see the Northern Lights. So that was another main reason why I wanted to go in December. When I'm on my way to the airport again, the adrenaline's kicking in. I remember the driver was like, why are you going to Iceland? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I just want to go. And then I got on my flight and I had my oh shit moment. It was when I was sitting on my plane, my window seat, because I have to have the window seat, 35,000 miles up in the air that I was like, wait, what am I doing? Am I doing this? How am I doing this? But there was no turning back. I was on my way to Iceland, direct flight, landing in eight hours. So get some rest. It's going to be a long ride. Growing up, I did a lot of traveling, so it wasn't an issue getting around or finding a taxi. Um, Iceland is pretty fairly modernized. You know, it's, it's a really great country. They speak English. There's not a language barrier. Everyone is so nice. So getting to my hotel wasn't an issue, but it was it was dark out. I think I landed around nighttime. And when I got in my hotel, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm here. What's next? So I started kind of Googling, what should I do? Um, Excursions. Expedia had a ton of like things to do, day packages that I could book. And before when I was doing my research, I found this really awesome Facebook group chat called the Solo Female Traveler Network. And I joined it. And at the time there was like 200,000 people. I think there's 300,000 now. I would say I'm a very social person, so I wrote in it, and I was like, hey, I'm in Iceland alone. Does anyone want to meet up? Does anyone want to get drinks? I want to go to the bar, but I don't want to go alone. And I met this really awesome girl named Caitlin, and she messaged me. And before you think this is crazy, there is a little background check before you can enter the chat just to make sure you are a female, you do travel, blah, blah, blah. This random girl named Caitlin messaged me, and she was like, it's my first solo trip too, and I want to go out. So I was like, all right, let's go out. Where are you staying? And she ended up being three minutes away from my hotel. So she came to my lobby and met me. And I was a little nervous, but when I went down, it was her. She looked like her pictures. And funny enough, I lost my voice on the flight somehow. I still don't know how I lost my voice, but it made it very hard to kind of communicate. And thankfully, she didn't She didn't judge me too much. And she cooperated with me. You know, she was like, Pretty much I had to answer yes, no questions because it was I had almost no voice. So we go out and we make a ton of friends and I find out there are so many people 
traveling alone in Iceland. Like another guy, he booked his flight the day before also just like me. And when I was there, I was just like, this is it. Like, these are my people. These people are spontaneous. These people are fun. They're so friendly. They're so outgoing. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. Caitlin ended up going on a Northern Light tour with me and we became really good friends. We hung out pretty much every night until she left because she left the night before me and we decided to stay in contact. So we stayed in contact throughout the year and then came Christmas time of 2020 and we kind of made a joke about how we spent last Christmas together so we should do something this Christmas and we decided to meet in Toronto and we had again we had the most amazing time ever. We're very we're like We're the same person. We have so much fun. She's honestly a really great girl. And then she flew back to Wisconsin. I flew back to Florida, finished college. And this year we were really sad because we were like, you know, we do a trip every year. We want to continue the tradition, but we can't go anywhere right now. I really wanted to go skiing because again, in Florida it doesn't snow and she did also. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go to Utah. Would you want to meet me? It's in January, but we can still call it our Christmas trip. And she was like, yes. So this past January, she met me in Utah and we got to spend our third year together. And I think that's awesome. It's it's a crazy story. I have goosebumps right now. It's a crazy story. I love telling people it. I have one of my best friends I met from traveling alone. And, and I'm like, when I took my first trip, I was just a normal girl who didn't know what was going on, but I did it. I made it happen. I had my oh shit moment. I got over it and I had the time of my life. So I'm no different than you. You can do it. Anyone can do it. Now, fast forward two to three, I think it might be three years now. I have been to 10 countries alone. I have met so many amazing people from all over the world. I've done the most insane things that you could think of. Skydiving, bungee jumping, you name it. I have done it. I lived in Italy, studied abroad. I've been to Amsterdam alone, red light districts, the craziest stuff you could think. I have done it and I'm here now to share it. And also share some things that I've learned along the way, whether it's budgeting, saving money, how to book things, how to find things to do in different countries, learning languages, you name it, this is the podcast for it. So I wanted to kind of dive into the 10 places that I've been. I made a list of my least favorites and my favorites, and I'm going to start with my favorites because I want to start on a positive note. And before I get into my favorites and least favorites, I do want to make a disclaimer and say that just because I like a place doesn't mean that you're going to like it. And just because you like a place doesn't mean that I will like it. And that's kind of the beauty of traveling and figuring out where you want to go and even traveling alone because you can do what you want, what you like. It's not what others like, it's what you like. If I say a place that I don't really like, I don't want to discourage you and kind of change your mind because I think you should go there and find out for yourself whether you like it or not. People like different cultures, different foods. I have my reasons, but please don't let them discourage you. Another disclaimer is I've never been in a situation where I felt unsafe. I never have been in a situation where I felt like my life was at risk as a female, as a solo person, or just as an individual. I have been very, very lucky. And that's one thing I really want to put an emphasis on is that the world is not as scary as it seems. The news is, it makes it seem bad. It makes it seem scary, but that you're only seeing the negative. You're only seeing the 1%. There are so many people to meet. There's so many good people in the world. So please do not let that discourage you just because of what the news says or what your mom thinks. And again, her opinions, she's, (laughs) and I'm not saying it like your mom. I'm just saying, you know, if a boyfriend, a friend, whether they're, they're like, oh, you know what? I heard Iceland is bad. 
Well, you heard one crazy story on the news, probably. The country is one of the best countries I've been to. And I also know that not everywhere is safe. So again, do your research, take precautions, carry pepper spray with you. Don't take drinks from strangers, buy your own drinks. There, you definitely have to, being a female, being a solo traveler, there, you still have to be very careful. Stay on guard, but again, you can do it. Besides Iceland, Switzerland is one of my favorite countries to go to. There is so much to do for all types of people. I stayed in Interlaken, which is a very well-known adventurous spot. There's bungee jumping, paragliding, thrill walks. There's so much to do, and it is the Swiss Alps are... It's, I can't even put into words of how beautiful Switzerland is. You Once you arrive, you'll look up and you see the mountains, you see the waterfalls coming off the mountains and you're just like where am I at this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen this is the closest thing to heaven that we are going to get and I stand by that all of my friends who went they went a separate trip they say the same thing that's that's one of their top favorite places they've been also Another perk of going to Switzerland, especially Interlaken, it is a little bit pricey, but there are a lot of young people there, a lot of young, fun people doing this adventurous stuff. Really cool hostels, good restaurants, good chocolate. So it's definitely going to be a lot easier to meet people and make friends versus other places. My next favorite place is Italy. I might be a little bit biased, but there is something so special about Italy. It is my heart. I cannot wait to go back there. I lived there for six weeks, two summers ago, and between the food, the people, Italian men, and just the culture, the language, it is just such a fascinating, amazing place. I'm going to have a whole episode about pretty much Italy, breaking down some of the cities I've been to and where to go, what to do. But the beautiful thing about Italy is there are so many different cities to go to. You can go to Florence, you can go to Milan. I lived in Venice. I personally love Venice the most, but a lot of people did not like it. There's Rome. Rome is, again, a really awesome place to meet people, a lot of really cool hostels, a lot of young people traveling Europe. So that is why it makes it on one of my favorites list. The next place that I really like is Mexico. Again, yes, please be careful. Do not go in unsafe areas at night. Watch your back. When you're at a bar, watch if someone gives you a drink. But Mexico is such a beautiful country. The culture is amazing. The food is absolutely amazing. So much better than Taco Bell, trust me. I'm craving authentic tacos right now or like rice and beans. Another reason to go to Mexico is it's fairly cheap, especially compared to the other places that I mentioned. And also right now during the pandemic, it is wide open. I've been to Tulum and Caeres. I don't know if I say that right. That's another city that I didn't know how to pronounce, but I went to. And bonus one, Canada. Canada is always a good move. Canadians are the nicest people. It is so clean in Canada. I did have a little bit of issues with border control. They thought it was a little bit suspicious that I was going alone. But I think that's just the Canadian border. I mean, Canadians, they, they follow the rules. They do everything right. I love them. I went to Toronto, and I also went to... Banff. Banff was, Banff is still one of my favorite towns. I went during the winter and I cannot wait to go back during the summer and see it with the lakes, the mountains, the hikes. Absolutely beautiful. I have a lot of favorites, so it is really hard to go down the list. I wish I could name them all. So I'm going to go into my least favorites. And again, I'm not saying I hate these countries. I'm just saying as a solo traveler, I did not particularly enjoy my experience for certain reasons. My least favorite country that I've been to is Slovenia. Slovenia is kind of next to Italy. 
It is a very random, very random city. Again, this is another place. I didn't know this was so recurring, but I did not know how to say the name of the place that I was staying. I stayed in La Jubliana. It was a very interesting town. There wasn't really much to it. I explored downtown. The buildings were, they were really pretty. They were old. But when I was having lunch dinner, this these younger people next to me were actually like shooting up with a needle. And I was like, where am I at? I just got like a very weird vibe from this place. And then I ended up going to one of these nightclubs and it was the most trance music that I've ever heard. And I was just so out of place. I, I found it really hard to meet people, to talk to people. I just was <laughs> uncomfortable. Now you may be asking, Taylor, why would you even go there in the first place? I went there because when I studied abroad every weekend, I wanted to go to a new country. That was, I just wanted to tick it off my bucket list. And also it was a lot cheaper to do it in while I was living in Europe than to keep flying from Florida. So I only had two days and the bus ticket was $14 round trip. So I was like, I can go to this new country for $14. Heck yeah, I'm going to go. This is awesome. Again, I didn't like it, but I am glad that I went. I'm glad that I've experienced it. I have seen pictures of people there and they seem to be liking it. So very subjective. It's whatever. Everyone's different. My second least favorite place was Amsterdam. And I'm not saying that I don't like the city. I'm saying that I didn't have a lot of fun alone. I did do a bar crawl, which is super intimidating. I showed up to a bar crawl alone as a girl and it was all guys. And in Amsterdam, it's like people who want a crazy party. So that was that was an experience on its own. There were a lot of young people there. I actually met someone from Miami and now we're still friends. I made a ton of friends from South Africa, pretty much all over. It wasn't hard to meet people. I just felt like I would have experienced it better if I was with friends. Like there was, um, I went to a prostitute museum, which was really cool. But there was, you know, the sex shows, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that you could enjoy there and it would just be better with someone. So you'd be a little bit more comfortable. Because the, the red light district is a very unique place. And it is weird when you're looking on your phone alone, trying not to be awkward. And you look up and there's these girls in the window and you're like, oh, shit, this is weird. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get McDonald's. <laughs> but if you're with someone, then I don't know, maybe you'd be like, oh, look, ha <laughs> I don't know. I just feel I had this feeling that I would like to have friends when I went or when I go next time. Next, the third one I have wrote down is Thailand. I did go to Thailand alone. That is an episode for an entirely different day. That was an experience its own self, and I could talk 30 minutes about that one. But I, that was one of the last out-of-the-country solo trips that I did, and I felt very confident in kind of my skills getting around and booking things that I could try Asia. I mostly did Europe, Canada. I just felt like going to Asia was a very big step and it was a very big milestone for me. It's a, it's a whole entire continent that I have never explored. My family, never they've never been. I don't think my family really cared to go to Asia, but I was so drawn into Asian culture, Asian food. I studied Asian film in school, and I just was like, Thailand. I've seen the pictures, the pretty pictures, and I was like, I'm going. So when I got back from studying abroad, I went. And it was just, it's a different world. I knew it was a third world country. I've seen those before, but... It's just being alone in one is a lot different. Getting around in the scooters. Bangkok was, was just so fast-paced. It was, it's a whole different world. The, the, the language barrier wasn't that difficult. I even went to a club alone, which was insane for me. I went to bars alone. That wasn't an issue. I didn't feel unsafe. It was just, it was a lot to take in. And that's not why it was my least favorite. It, 
So the reason why it's on the list of my least favorite is because I went to an island, PP Islands, and I met someone that was super fun. We had a crazy night. I got a tattoo. I was loving life. And the next day I woke up, I had food poisoning. And having food poisoning alone in Thailand is so, so scary. And I didn't realize that so many people get it. And I wish I would have just kind of stuck through it. But I was I was in the hotel room and I only had one bottle of water and one Gatorade. And I was throwing up so much. And I just, I had no one to help me there. And I was just in this state where I can't even begin to describe how helpless I felt, how lonely, how much I wanted my family there. And I was across the entire world. Once I started finally feeling a little bit better, we had a doctor friend who was checking in on me over the phone and some of my symptoms were concerning. So she was like, Taylor, you need to go to the hospital. So I stood up and walked myself to the hospital, almost passing out so many times and just... I will have an entire episode on my Thailand experience. I can't give everything away, but it was an experience. It was one for the books. I'm glad that I went. I just would rather go back with someone or honestly, probably I'm happy that I experienced it, but I would go somewhere else in Asia. And that concludes my favorite and my least favorite places that I personally have been to while traveling solo. There is still so much more to talk about, so much more to tell you guys, so much more advice that I have, but I want to keep this episode fairly short because I know I have ADHD and I don't I don't like podcasts that run on. I lose my train of thought. I, I, I get distracted so easily. So I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. That's a little bit about myself, where I want to go with this podcast and some of the places that I've been so you can kind of get to know me. I want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you've made it this far. And I cannot wait to see where the future goes. I can't wait to see how this grows up. This is my baby and I can't wait to hear from you guys how you like it and hopefully inspire you to travel alone because that's the reason I'm here, right? (laughs) Again, thank you guys. If you want to follow me on Instagram, follow me at tfutch with two H's or at tfutch travels, whichever one your heart desires. 